Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition. It is the Adam Jones Podcast. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's Adam Jones, the former five-time MLB All-Star. We're brought to you by our friends at the Baltimore Banner. And today in episode number 43, AJ, we're going to be joined by Orioles catcher, James McCann, a guy that you actually requested, you ask, and you shall receive. We also will debate or talk about, probably debate, the overexposure, in my opinion, of the Little League World Series mercifully coming to an end this weekend. Adam and I will have a lot to say about that. I think you know where we stand already based on the gestures early on. Plus, another edition of Socially Speaking, where someone will qualify for a Miss Shirley's or Dunkin' Donuts gift card. We still have some of those to give away from our live appearance. And a shout out to our newest sponsor, Effective Solutions. Thank you, Eric Brady, for all of your support. Still looking for more sponsors. We're never going to turn you down. Uh, Adam, you're uh, back out of the U.S. As we mentioned last week, you've done some more traveling, but I believe you're back home in your friendly confines there in Spain. What have you been up to? I've been up to golf and beach. Yeah, it's good to get back over here in Europe. Uh, Barcelona in August, they have a lot of holiday. So everything is very, very slow right now which is great. So we can just get back into the things, the mode of things here back in Spain and uh, just preparing for the playoffs. And uh, hopefully I can uh, return to Camden Yards or wherever the, the job takes me. Well, hopefully it will be at Camden Yards. Can I ask you real quickly about the women winning the World Cup and how big of a deal that is over there? Well, it's huge. Uh, we were in Marbella walking on, along the pier and we just stopped at the bar. And literally there were uh, the... 12 minutes, 13 minutes left in the in the overtime. So we sat there and watched it. My kids were annoyed because it was hot outside, which I understand too, but we ended up uh, being able to watch it. And, um, we were next to some British fans, so they weren't too happy, but a lot of people were happy in Spain here. I mean, it's amazing uh, accomplishment to win the World Cup. Obviously, Team USA, uh, disappointing end to, to, uh, to their World Cup aspirations, but I mean, those ladies are amazing. They'll be back. But no, for Spain, it was amazing. Uh, they, they got a lot to be proud of around here um, with John Rahm winning recently. I mean, just uh, it's a lot of things going on here. Pretty Don't cool. forget my kid Alcaraz, too. He showed oh, up well I'm against sorry. Djokovic, man. He's cannot, I cannot, cannot talk about Alcaraz. Not mention Spain without Alcaraz. You are correct. He is impressive. And he got over those jitters of facing uh, Djokovic. Look forward to seeing those two rematch in New York at the U.S. Open for sure coming up next month. 100%. All right, let's get going and bring in our special guest. He is the Orioles catcher, James McCann, brought to you by our friends at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. James, thanks for taking the time and joining us here on the Adam Jones podcast. And you've been in the big leagues for a while. You're closing in on, uh, well, just over nine years service time. Soon it'll be 10. You got two playoff teams you've been a part of. How... Would you describe this year's Orioles team compared to some of the other clubs you've been on and where do they fit in in the scheme of things? Because, again, you've been to the playoffs twice before with other teams. Yeah. uh, Shoot, one thing that's so special about this team is just the camaraderie. Um, The quality of individuals in that clubhouse is special. Uh, Obviously, the talent, everyone can see that. Uh, The wins and losses, everyone can see that. Everyone can see how we're winning. Uh, But what a lot of people don't get to see is what happens behind the scenes, and that's just – you know, the quality of, of human beings that are in that clubhouse. And, um, you know, the truth, the, the truth matters is that guys, guys truly love each other. And when you have a, a clubhouse full of guys like that, um, you know, the, the sky's the limit. McCann, always good to talk to you, baby. Um, what does it take 
for a young team who's obviously playing extremely well, what does it take to finish this season strong, to keep this momentum going throughout the regular year, throughout the regular season into the playoffs, to not get gassed as, you know, the dog days of August are, are here, and then obviously they're leaving, but you get into September. How do you combat that with, uh, with just father time of the game of the season? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing is, is, you know how it is with young guys. Uh, they're always energized. Uh, so, so the youthfulness actually helps, uh, helps them matter. And the fact that um, guys are, are younger, guys are healthier than, than, than older veteran players at, at this time of the season. Um, I think the thing you run into now is, uh, you know, the pressures of, of what the next, you know, month, month and a half looks like. And uh, just constantly preaching the, the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's September, it doesn't matter, you know, it's still just one game, you know, one pitch, one inning at a time. Um, and if you take care of that, then hopefully, you know, the time by the time October 1st rolls around, we're sitting in a really nice spot. Love that. I want to ask about James McCann. A few years ago, free agent, got a nice, nice payday, uh, nice payday. Oh, yeah. Set yourself up nice in the future, as you should. <laughs> then trade it from New York to Baltimore. Obviously, Baltimore has the stud catcher and Adley Russell. I mean, Adley Rutschman. Russell. Adley Rutschman. How has that new change been for you as we're going from a starter to not even – I wouldn't even say you're a backup player because, I mean, you have some fishing at bats to qualify for a lot of the uh, things because Adley does a lot of DHing. You do it as being a fantastic catcher. You're able to man, it, man, that, uh, man that position. How has this role changed for you coming from just a new organization – I mean, from an organization to a new organization on the, on the fly. Yeah. Um, definitely a different role than, than what I had in New York. Um, but, uh, as you know, um, there's a lot of things in this game you can't control and, uh, you, you roll with it. And, um, you know, the big thing for me is just being, a you know, going from a very veteran heavy team to a very young team and, and being a veteran guy in a clubhouse full of a lot of, a lot of very, very talented, uh, players that, that, have, you know, lack that, that major league experience, um, you know, kind of being that, that, that sounding board for those guys, being the, the role model to, to, to show guys, you know, Hey, you know, we lost today, but, it, but it's okay. Cause tomorrow's another day. I um, mean, not, not allowing, you know, four, eight, 10 at bats to, to determine, you know, someone's attitude and helping them realize that you're going to have 0 for 10s. You're going to have 0 for twenties, but over the course of 500, 600 at bats, Oh, for 10 doesn't matter. That's, that's not a big deal. Um, so kind of being that, that veteran presence uh, is definitely a, a different situation than what I had, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, getting to work with Adley. He's uh, again, it's one of those situations where it's easy to see his talent. It's easy to go look at the, the, the all-star game and see him playing there. And, and, and it's easy to see that what, what you don't see is the person behind the mask and, and the guy that, that puts in the work. Um, he's there early. He's there late. He, uh, he wants to get better. Um, and that's something that's so cool is, is a lot of times you see these guys, they make it to the big leagues and they're content. And he's one of those guys, he, he's not content. He, he wants he wants to be better and he wants to get better every day. And speaking of coming from New York to Baltimore, you had the opportunity to play for the former Orioles manager who was the manager of the year in Buck Showalter. And now we think that Brandon Hyde should be declared manager of the year in the American League this year. The differences and similarities between the two, James, that you've witnessed. Oh man, um, there's similarities in the attention to detail. Um, you know that, that's that's one thing that, that Hyde brings to the table is he he 
he sees a lot of things. He covers a lot of things. He makes sure that we're, we're very prepared. Um, differences, obviously, Buck's very old school. Buck's been around for a long time. Uh, Hyder's a little younger. Um, but at the end of the day, they, they're the same and that they want to win. They, they want to win, and, I mean, who doesn't? But uh, the way they go about it, um, you know, very similar. We've got more ahead with Orioles backstop James McCann here on the Adam Jones Podcast. But first, a word from our loyal, dedicated sponsors, including our newest one. Take a look for effective solutions. And thank you, Eric Brady, for your support. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Now back to our continuing conversation with Orioles backstop James McCann here on the Adam Jones Podcast. As far as uh, the pitches and stuff like that in terms of calling pitches, who does that? Is that Chris Holt? Is that you? Is it an analytical guy? Is it Adley? Is it up to the catcher? Or How does that work? Yeah, so um, we uh, it's always on the catch and the pitcher once once the game starts. Um, but we have a we have a very very good working situation here. 
Um, we have the two pitching coaches and Chris Holt and, and Holmes. And then uh, we also have a game planner in, in, in Ryan Clemick. And uh, Clemick, I guess, is part of the analytic department, but he's also in the dugout with us. Um, so, you know, in between innings, we're getting to sit there and talk through at-bats, talk through uh, what we're seeing, um, what he's seeing. Uh, Adley and I will sit there and discuss things over, over the course of the game. Um, but on the field, it's, it's, the, it's the catcher and the pitcher. Um, at the end of the day, it's the pitcher's game. They have the right to shake off. Uh, but ultimately, it's, it's, uh, it's me and Adley when we're back there calling, calling pitches. I want to talk about the pitching staff because that's what, you know, everybody's question mark. Can the Orioles pitchers do this? Can they do this? Can they should trade for this? I was an advocate that said, okay, you got the prospects. You could trade for a lot of things. There's multiple scenarios. You being a veteran guy, you've caught some phenomenal pitchers heading to the Hall of Fame. How have you seen the maturation uh, and step into the plate of Kramer, of Bradish, of Grayson, of Lee, of everybody? How, how, like people have showed up and when they was like, yeah, he might not be able to do this. Cano, Bautista. Yeah. Um, again, it, it's uh, the, the talents there. Um, it, it honestly, it's incredible. I'll, I'll tell you a step back before I answer this and say, I've been a part of, of four different organizations now: Detroit, Chicago, uh, New York Mets, and, and Baltimore. And from top to bottom, I've said this before, and I truly believe it. From top to bottom, this spring training with, Balt- with Baltimore Orioles was the most talented group of players I've ever been around. Um, you know, and that. You know, go back to those Detroit days and when you had multiple Hall of Famers. You know, you got guys like Miggy, uh, Torrey Hunter, Victor Martinez, obviously Verlander, Scherzer, David Price. Um, very top-heavy groups and obviously very, very talented groups. But once you got past that, that 26, 27, 28, 30th man, you know, there's a noticeable drop-off. Um, this group of, of players, you get past the, the active roster and all of a sudden you've got uh, like a – 14 dudes that are knocking on the door trying to get to the big leagues and, and ready to perform. And you've seen that you've seen guys come up and, and perform. Um, so you add these, these somewhat unknown names across the league, guys like Bradish um, and Kramer. And obviously, you know, Grayson, he's, he's a, a big time prospect. Um, you add them to that kind of list of the unknown. And all of a sudden you look up and, and you see where they're at right now. It's not surprising for me. Um, just seeing the, the stuff they have. And, and I think the maturation process you're talking about is, is learning how to, to, to pitch and navigate through a major league game. Um, it, sometimes it takes uh, getting, getting your lumps and bruises to, to figure out how uh, to navigate through a lineup multiple times. I got to follow to that is who has matured the most? I mean, because, again, even though you're having success as a team, people, individuals go up and down. Who's matured the most and how awesome is it knowing that Okay, we send somebody down. When we call somebody up, that that guy's getting caught up is ready to be here and wants to be here, not just like he's a body. No, this guy is ready to be here and ready to contribute right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's incredible. It, it's you know, guys come up and they don't miss a beat. Um, that's that's a testament to the the development that's gone on here over the last few years. Um, you know, and, and, and Jones, you know this as a player when when you're in the thick of a playoff hunt and, and somebody gets banged up and you call somebody up and and they, they don't necessarily belong there, that, that's, that's kind of a hit to, to the team when, when they know they're going to be missing that productivity. And you don't have that here. You, you know, the, guy, the next guy that steps in is, is a really good baseball player, and it's, it's pretty neat to see. Um, the maturation, I mean, you got to go with Grayson, um, you know, just because uh, Bradish has done a phenomenal job of, of understanding who he is as a, as a pitcher and, and 
how he's going to have success. Same thing with Kramer, but um, something about Grayson is just, you know, he lit the world on fire coming through the minor leagues, you know, not that he was never challenged, but he just, he dominated and then he got to the big leagues and, and, you know, it was kind of a, a eye-opening moment for him. He, he realized, you know, this is another level and this is, uh, he's gonna have to make some adjustments and you've seen the adjustments that he's made. And um, I think he'll continue to make even more adjustments to, to become even better. No doubt about that, James. And I must ask you, are innings limits a real thing in your mind? I know the team has moved to a six man rotation out of concern that, the names that we have just mentioned, you know, are reaching their, their peak in terms of frames. Yeah, I think it is from a standpoint of um, guys will start to get tired. You'll start to see pitches that, uh, that, that get left, you know, up in the zone or, or miss spots, you know, because of being tired. Uh, I think for me, I worry more about, about years down the road. Um, you know, guys are going to, guys are young right now. They're going to pitch through or they're going to say they're going to pitch through whatever they may be feeling. Um, but you don't want to set somebody back for their career because you, you run into the ground this year. You don't want them to end up with, with injuries in, in following seasons because their, their arm wasn't ready to handle that type of workload. Um, let's go back to this recent road trip. It was, obviously, your bat is, I mean, on fire. And I said this. You guys went on a road trip in August to Seattle playoff bound team, playoff aspirations, Padres, playoff aspirations, Oakland, we know what they are. You guys did what you needed to do in both those, in all three cities. Split the split the five, go 500 with the two really good teams. The team you're supposed to beat, you went there and handled your business. Like, how is, like, who's in there? Who's leading that charge? Like, look, these are games we need to win. We, we lost a series in San Diego. It's a, that's aspiring. That's a good team. But we get to Oakland. We need to beat these teams. Who is in there like, hey, Mm-mm, no, don't play too down to the talent. You got to come here. We got to, we, we have to take care of business. And you did. Yeah, no, that's a, it's actually something we've talked about for a long time. Um, you know, veteran guys like myself, Adam Fraser, Kyle Gibson, we've kind of preached it from, from day one. You got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Um, especially in the AL East, you're playing against, you know, four of the, the other best teams in baseball. Um, when you go into Oakland, you have to take care of business. When you know, and you look at what we've done against Detroit this year, what we've done against Kansas City, against Oakland. I want to say we're like eighteen and three against those three teams on the season, and that's that's what a that's what a first place team does. That's what a, a playoff bound team does. Is they take care of business against the teams they're supposed to take care of business. And uh, yeah, when it comes to those playoff games, you know, no one needs to say, "Hey guys, this is this is a good team over there. We better step up today." You know, everyone kind of knows that it's the it's those trap series like you're talking about when you go in and you're supposed to beat somebody. And, you know, they have nothing, nothing to lose and they come out playing hard. Um, you know, those are the games you have to find a way to win. And, and we did. And it's, it's been a lot of fun to see um, the talent at this level with, with a lack of MLB experience learning how to win at the, at the big league level. Did you guys get all misty in Oakland knowing that the time may be limited there and you may be playing baseball <laughs> in Vegas? Did you guys wonder what baseball in Las Vegas may be like? And, uh, do you see yourself playing in Las Vegas one day as a major leaguer, James? It's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, I, I've been at Oakland when those, when the fans have been there and that's a rowdy group of fans. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of hope that it would be an expansion team going to Vegas um, and, and Oakland would figure out a way to stay. Just there's a lot of history there in Oakland. A lot of really good players that, that have come through there. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, as far as the Oakland trip, uh, I believe there was a steal of home. How do you prepare for that when that occurs? It's a surprise, man. Um, honestly, <laughs> I bet it is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things where um, it's a tricky situation because, uh, you know, it doesn't happen often. So you don't it's, – it's not something that you prepare for often. Um, it's kind of one of those things where – as a corner infielder, you, you see the guy take off and, and you got to yell to let the pitcher know. Um, but you don't want to, you know, wave your arms or do something crazy that causes him to balk because that's, you know, then, then he's going to score. Same thing as a catcher. Um, you know, you, you stand up and it causes your pitcher to balk. Well, you know, the guy's going to score regardless. So it's one of those things where you got to hope that the pitcher's, you know, got his got his eye on him. And, and, and it's a learning lesson, too. It's, it's a way for, for a pitcher to realize, you know, hey, I better come set paying attention to that runner a little more. Um, but it's one of those things where as a, as a defense, you can't give them a free base, especially, uh, especially home. Your last road trip. We all, we stick in this road trip. You did something for your first time. You got the pitch. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. How yeah. awesome was that? I never got the pitch. <laughs> I mean, I would say I would do this, but how awesome was it to, and, to and, get on and, the bump? and if I can interject real quickly as part of that question, Adam, I, I just want to know is, did he have to audition for Brandon Hyde or Chris Holt or someone <laughs> before getting the call now um you know it's kind of one of those things that that you don't really want to do because that means you're get you're getting beat pretty good um but it's also one of those things where you know you're picking up an inning and saving a, saving a guy in your pants so it's it's kind of a team move um you know i've caught plenty of position players in my career and i every time i catch them i tell them throw it as slow as you can and try and throw strikes. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as throwing it above hitting speed, but there's such thing as throwing it below hitting speed. So that's all I was trying to do is just trying to see how slow I could throw it and, and let them get themselves out. And uh, somehow I, I managed to navigate the top of their lineup uh, without giving up any runs. Have you done against position players personally when you've uh, obviously hitting against them? I've done pretty well. Um, I know I've got at least one homer, uh, uh, you know, and that's, and that's what I tell guys too, is like, man, stop, don't go up there and try and shoot the four. I'll go up there and try and hit a homer. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, I, I'm, I'm off. Like I remember a few years ago, there's a, a three Oh, you know, Homer hit. I think it's your mean Mercedes with, with the white Sox. I'm all for that. I'm all for swing the bat. I don't want my position players walking guys. I want the, I want the hitters to come up there and swing and I want them to barrel a ball and go right at a defender. And if you happen to get hit, then, then good for you. It helps your stats. You remember Josh Stagley? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he, he struck me out. It struck you, <laughs> but you're but you're probably trying to go deep. Oh, big time! And it was oh, like yeah. no, but it was like a check swing. Like I didn't <laughs> want to swing. It was like a softball pitch. I didn't want to swing that check swing. <laughs> like took Darnell McDonald deep uh, back, back years back. So, but Fagley struck me out, man. I, I, I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, see, you got a memory from it. <laughs> did you ever uh, have to shake off Adley, or did you guys have a system you were working that day? How did that go? I, I was throwing one pitch and one pitch only, and that was lobbing it in there, trying to trying to get them to swing. And when Adley came out and greeted you at the end, did that feel kind of awkward the way he does that? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we're it, it's always kind of awkward just because we're getting beat bad. So really, there shouldn't be a lot of smiling going on. But it's one of those situations where guys have a good time with it. You know, you look over the dugout and guys are laughing, and it's it's kind of a, a way to find the positive in a in a negative game, honestly. Well, I saw your wife tweeted all about it. And what I noticed about your wife and following her on Twitter, she seems to be more active this past year 
when it looks like she's been on Twitter for a while. What did she get the Twitter bug going once you came to Baltimore? <laughs> I I don't know. I I I don't do a whole lot on Twitter. Um, I, I stick more to, to Instagram. Um, but uh, she'll she'll get on there every once in a while and send something out. Um, she she's she's pretty up to date. She she understands the game. She follows the game. Um, she she's a good one. I wanted to ask before I mean, we've taken a lot of your time and it's game day also, but a lot of people want to know what happens and what's the conversation between catcher and umpire. Obviously, no one can see it. Both got masks on. When an umpire misses a close pitch, what's being said when he when he gives you a pitch? What's not being said? That's obviously being said. Like, what is the conversation going on between between the bat between you two? Yeah, um, that's kind of one of those things where every catcher is different. Um, the way I approach is I, I, I want to be their friend. I want to be on their side, um, you know, and that, and then that gives me room when they do miss a call for me to come back and be like, Hey, you know, I, in the moment I'm going to ask them, I'm, I'm going to say, you got that just down, you got that just out, whatever it may be. Um, and then I can come back and be like, Hey, I was able to take a look at it. I, I think we can get that, that strike call. Um, over the years I've learned that that, that gets you more calls than, uh, the catcher that's sitting back there, you know, cussing at them all game long. Um, umpires, you know, umpires are human. They're going to make mistakes. And uh, my big thing is, is if you're willing to talk to me about it, then, then I'm good. If you're willing to say, Hey, I might've missed that one. Let me know. I can come back and be like, yeah, you're right. You didn't miss it. Um, but it's when the guy that, that, that wants to tell me he knows he didn't miss it. And I'm sitting there and I'm, Hey man, I'm watching the same game and I, I know you missed it. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, my approach is just, uh, you know, being their friend, being able to talk to them. As long as we can talk, then we're good. You know, I may get frustrated that, that you're missing calls, but at the same time, uh, that's part of the game. And, and then I can at least go back to the dugout and be like, hey, guys, he's, you know, he's calling stuff down today. You know, but don't be, don't be afraid to, you know, we can't take down there, whatever it may be, um, just to be able to warn, warn my team. That's good intel. All right, settle a debate for us. Our final question. It's been a long-running debate between us the wave as a veteran player i mean has it run its course or do you still enjoy seeing it in major league ballparks i, I enjoy seeing fans involved honestly um you know i think it's funny to to watch uh watch the section that's trying to get it going and you know how frustrated they get when it doesn't make it around the stadium and then how excited they get when they do when it does make around the stadium so i think uh, anytime you get fan involvement it, that's it's great for the game it's it's great for, uh, for fans. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I wasn't on the playoff roster, but I was on the, on the Tigers traveling squad that uh, that's right when I got caught up in the 14 and the fan base here in, in Baltimore, that, that still might be two of the loudest games I've ever been at. Um, just, just how loud and, and how, how great the crowd was here in Baltimore. So anything the fans can do to, to make noise and, and get that atmosphere going, um, I'm all for it. Let's repeat that here in 2023, James. We're looking forward to that here in the closing months. Yes, sir. absolutely. Absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time, as Adam said, on a game day. Best of luck and continued success to you, and thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I enjoy talking to you all. Thank you, brother. All right, be well. There he goes, James McCann. And there's a reason you wanted him on the podcast. You specifically requested James McCann because, well, why did you want to speak to him so much? Well, I, I mean, why after hearing him? Well, of course. I mean, he's been around and uh, we've gotten so many perspectives, a lot, a lot of perspectives of, of the younger talent, obviously the excitement of, you know, being to the, getting called up to the major leagues and all that. And that's, I mean, it's beautiful. 
but I want to get some of the calmness of, of it and some of the consistency of being in the major leagues. And he's been there consistently for a long time. So just to see his perspective on how the handle, how he's handling the, the, the youngsters, um, the pitching staff, and just how awesome it is for him to be in a, in a, in a unique position, to be on a playoff team, to be uh, one of the leaders and one of the veteran go-to guys on, uh, on a young team. So, you know, he's basically just a little bit of a role reversal because with the Mets, you know, you're tons of veterans over there. Now he's one of a few veterans and it's just uh, a great perspective and, you know, I always love the way he plays and, you know, he's been a, a catalyst for this team. And again, you always talk about guys and you talk about the superstars, the all-stars, it's guys like him are the reason why the team's in the position that he's in. I agree. I think catchers have an excellent perspective. You look around mm-hmm. the major leagues, a lot of these managers are former catchers. For yeah, a big reason. Time. yeah the game managers. Game. Yep. game managers. They're just, you know, not, you're not, they're not always going to be the best players. You know what I mean? Some of these managers, but they've always been really good game managers. That's why I say like Caleb Joseph would be, you know, in the future, a good manager. Matt Weeders would be a good manager because they just were able to manage the game. Time now to shift gears. Still talking baseball, but it's beyond Baltimore. It is the Little League World Series, the ongoing, the terminal Little League World Series, which does conclude this weekend. Uh, is it overexposed? Is it worth watching? I think I have my opinion, and that would be absolutely not. We, uh, we know it concludes on Sunday, Adam. And as you know, I'm not a fan of all the coverage of 12-year-old baseball players, despite being, you know, a Little League veteran myself. I never got a chance to play in a televised game. But frankly, watching this is unwatchable. And I just think these kids are getting overexposed. I mean, growing up, you know, back in the 70s and 80s on ABC's Wide World of Sports, they would have the U.S. championship game and the international championship game. You keep rubbing your eyes like I'm wearing you out with this conversation. For those not watching on YouTube, I can't wait to hear your response. So why can't we just go back to the old ways and not see Northern Kentucky take on Ohio in a regional matchup at 5 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon when only friends and family are watching? Well, first off, don't be jealous of kids that are bigger, stronger, faster, and better than you. Already, already at 12, okay? Already at 12, <laughs> they have reached your peak. Already at 12. <laughs> this is unbelievable. You can't, you, you can't go back and say in the 1970s, 80s, because look, it, I'm going to tell you exactly what I told Joe Torrey on this. I said, because he always got mad at the batter, the getting in the box rule, and I was always like the big culprit of it. And I said, Mr. Torrey, when you were playing, you were a hell of a player in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s managing. When you were playing, how many cameras was in the ballpark? How many cameras? How many TVs, how many stations was being watched, okay? One TV station. Maybe you get in the Sunday day game of the week. Today, we can watch the games on a cell phone. We can do anything on iPads. These kids, they have their own Instagram accounts. Technology has just improved all this stuff. The last 20 years with technology – is amazing. And it, the great thing about this is a lot of these kids, you start to see eight to you know, from right now, five, six years later, you see a lot of these kids being drafted. That means they stuck with it. They enjoyed their experience. And then adding the little league, um, the little league game with uh, the major leaguers, which was Philly and Washington uh, in the nationals with Bryson style with the number two pencil bat. Like, come on, bro, where a kid can be a kid, put your hat on backwards. Where a kid can be a kid, this is unbelievable. These kids are watching their childhood dream, their childhood, their, the stars of the game. 
And it's amazing for, for baseball to continue to do it. These kids, they, they're thriving in it. They enjoy it. And, hey, stick with it. Continue to do it, MLB, Little League World Series, ESPN, all you guys. Continue to, to support these young kids. Blast them out more. Show more of the 13- and 14-year-olds also, the 15- and 16-year-olds, and the 17- 18-year-old groups. Show them all. You know what I mean? These kids need to be televised so that – the crazy part is – they should be televised so that scouts can actually see these kids playing against other talent opposed to just having to go to these other places. You can get them in one setting on TV opposed to just getting them on one setting without TV. The TV aspect is amazing. And you need to take your butt to Williamsport and slide that down, down that damn hill. Somewhere. I don't need it. I'm a grown man. That's I don't need to go down do. that hill with a sled or a paper bag. That's I'm what just you saying this. It reminds me of the child actors that we've seen that peak too soon. How many of these kids really go on to major league careers? We'd have to check with our research department on that one. Well, you have to check with research. I mean, it's just a pure pure number of how many kids make it to the major leagues playing Little League anyway. You're talking about the small group of, of, what, 12 teams on international and United States that make it. you got to broaden, broaden, broaden until like the thousands of kids, millions of kids that are playing. It's hard to make it to the major leagues. This is an, a great opportunity for these kids to get some exposure, feel like a celebrity for, for uh, you know, a week and a half, get signed some autographs. This could be the highlight of some people's professional uh, sport life, just like you. This was your highlight. Let right. these kids well, I never made it on TV. I never even got that Because far. your team's going bad. You did not help your team lead them way all the way to Williamsport. It's if tough for a right ball, fielder. It's could. very difficult for a right fielder batting ninth to really help out his little league <laughs> team. But I tried my best. I'm just saying it's bad. And as I have experience with this. This is bad fundamental baseball that we have to endure on television. I think it's fantastic. Um, I mean, the baseball can get wild. Obviously, it's 12-year-olds, lack of concentration. Uh, you, know, you see some 17 to 1 games. But then you see some really fundamentally sound games. You see some 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 real good talent. You see the kid from Taiwan out there throwing, or Taiwan Chinese Taipei. I'm sorry, yeah. uh, throwing absolute petro, equivalent of 105. I think the hardest pitch was 107 equivalent. I'm like, come on, uh, Team Japan. You see how organized they are. Curacao. I've always said they're one of the best amateur teams in the entire world. Um, but you just get to see talent from all over the world at at a youth age, and it's been going on forever. And one day I'll make myself up to uh, to Williamsport to see it because. You know, it'd be fun to just take your kids and be a kid. I like what Bryce Harper was like. He got to take his kids and, you know, he he was the child prodigy and just trying to give back that that uh, that love and that passion for the game. Like you can't there's no value for that. And that's the Little League World Series. I'm not saying cancel the whole thing and take it off TV. I'm just saying less games on television. And I'm wondering how long until we add microphones on these kids and that leads into our next segment socially speaking all right you want to correspond with this podcast again twitter facebook instagram at adam jones pod we'll answer a tweet or social media post or if you rate the podcast that's even better and give us five stars that helps you qualify for that miss shirley's or dunkin donuts gift card so this week we got a correspondence or two in fact it is two we'll start with carla who is the one pitcher you wish you had an opportunity to hit against in your career, Adam, that you oh, did? If you're an Oriole fan, you already know. Jim Palmer. I told him many times, I said, you think you can get that high fastball? Well, I'll slap that high fastball right back and turn it all the way around. He was like, yeah, young man, you would, yeah, mm-hmm, you ain't doing nothing like that. But no, um, Jim Palmer, uh, because – 
uh, you know, obviously I, I spent my career with them, with the man, getting to talk to him. Obviously a previous guest on the Adam Jones podcast, but I was able to to talk to him about baseball, about life a lot. And like he's like the, I mean, he's the best pitcher in Orioles history. He's the most famous pitcher I know. Um, you know, besides like Ferguson Jenkins and you know CC and all that kind of you know Hall of Fame guys. Um, but no, him because of obviously he's great. He was great, and why wouldn't I want to face the greats? Good answer there. All right, the next one comes from Alex Haney. What was your favorite memory that is not related to postseason play, Adam? Oh, maybe the WBC catch. That's a different championship level. Maybe, maybe no. Okay, that's that's postseason in in a way. Uh, that's um, oof. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I think the the All Star games. They're always going to stick out because now that I, you know, work with the with the commissioner's office, uh, seeing the other side, seeing how uh, these players like their eyes are just big eyed and just how they appreciate the the opportunity, the the accomplishment that they that they have that they've made for themselves, and just remembering you know my time doing the same exact thing, flying in with my family, friends, and just just soaking it all in. So. The all-star game, because it's just a, a culmination of your first half accomplishments. And then it gives you a good break and be around all the studs to to level, see where you where you stack up at against the game's best. And then, you know, get off into a good second half. All right. Good stuff there from AJ. And once again, we do want to thank our loyal sponsors, including our latest. And that would be Effective Solutions. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. 
by G Leaf Medical Cannabis Only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award winning coffee just for signing up. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Much gratitude to senior executive producer Chip Franklin. Uh, Chip has the best dentist in all of Tijuana if you're looking for a recommendation. Thanks to the Baltimore Banner for their support. Be well, be kind, and make sure to be back again next week, folks, for another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast. (music) 